to Lifting Leaders Podcast, where we're unleashing leader possibilities to make a better world. I'm Trisha Ryan, and together with Crystal Roberts, we're diving deeper into some of the complexities of the world's most critical challenges and exploring innovative ways of navigating through them. Through interviews with experts and leaders just like you, we are exploring what it takes to thrive as a leader today and examining new ways of thinking about how to creatively lead into a more equitable, socially responsible, and sustainable future. And the future starts now. Hi, Trisha. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Crystal, how are you? I am doing fantastic. We just had a wonderful lunch, so we're both feeling pretty fantastic, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and had another great brief conversation with our friend Sean at the local restaurant. Um, he's always inspiring us to read widely, and it's just so fun to talk with somebody who's so enthusiastic around leadership development and what we can learn from authors and other people. And so I'm, I'm loving that. It just always brings me back to who our listeners are. And we're here for you. We're here to serve you. So excited about that. Hey, maybe we should do something like, I don't know, invite him to our annual first annual anniversary party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to invite all of you to all yes. of our listeners. You are invited to help us celebrate to celebrate our one year anniversary to celebrate you. Uh, all the support that you've given us over this last year. We're so excited to be able to give back a little bit of that love. And we hope you can join us on March 25th. It's 9 to 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific, Pacific time. Yep, Pacific time. <laughs> and if you would like an invitation, it's on Zoom. So if you'd like a Zoom invitation, go to our website, go to the Connect page, and just shoot us a little email, and we will send you a party invite. And we can't wait. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've had a lot of great growth this year, this last year. Yeah. We've had some wonderful wins. We've We've learned from so many amazing thought leaders, and oh my gosh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and just a little sneak peek into what's going to happen, too, is we're going to have some giveaways. Mm -hmm. You have to be present to, to win those giveaways, so you can come for just a few minutes, and maybe we'll do a giveaway while you're there, or you can come and stay for the full hour and be eligible for all the giveaways. We'll have some books to give away, maybe a few gift cards, um, some some swag. So yes. we're looking forward to doing that. We're going to have a little, I'm just kind of letting a little bit out of the bag here. We're going to do a little dance party. We're going to have a few games. And we have a special performance from yes. the person that we're going to talk about to today. Mm -hmm. um, and her episode was dropped last week. So you got to hear from her. This is Victoria Campbell. And she's going to do a yes. special performance for us. So we're excited about that. Also... I know for sure one of our guests is coming to the party, and we hope more of them. But you'll get a chance to meet some of the guests in person over Zoom anyway. So so lots of fun stuff. It's going to be so much fun. And it's, a, it's just, I think it's going to be an amazing time for us. You know, we've been wanting, we've been talking about celebrating our first year because I remember when we were only into this for maybe a month or two, and I was thinking, can we make this last? I really yeah. want to. I really want to keep going. We were having fun at it, and we were getting people starting to listen. But we've really started to grow our base, and I'm so yeah. excited about that, yeah. that we have more people listening. And oh, we hope that 
you will tell a friend and you'll, your friends will tell friends yeah. because we have a lot of fun with this, but I think we've got good messages. I think our messages are important. And yes. I hope that you all feel the same way. And I hope when you come to our party on the 25th that you'll let us know what you think. You know, yeah. we, we'd like to hear. Feedback is good no matter what the day is, right? Absolutely. And we'd love also to hear from you about what are you interested in hearing? Yes. And coming up in episodes coming up. So we have not booked out the entire year. We've got a few guests that we do have booked, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of opportunity there for you to influence that. So we'd love to hear from you. What would you, who would you like to hear from and what would you like to hear about? So mark your calendars, March 25th, nine o'clock Pacific time. Yep. And we'll all be together. Yeah. All right. So on that happy note, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That we're going to talk today about, these are the Victoria gems. So man, what an incredible oh. episode we had last week with with Victoria just so inspiring loved the fact that she shared live mm -hmm. uh, a bit of her singing from her musical I loved that and certainly shared her story and her wisdom and her path for getting to where she is today and that was it you know I think it was I was so moved by her music I'm I tend to be moved by music. It's always been something that has been a part of my heart. But what I, and what I found was her story was so inspiring. I mean, I was ready to go out and do something that's been on my heart for my whole life. And part of that is what we're doing right now. But there are other things that I want to do in my world. And I think I've been, I'm going to make some small, brave moves because mm -hmm. I think it's really important. And yeah. she actually... Just, you know, the way she mapped out her story made me think there isn't a formula. Yeah. That was amazing to, you know, there is no formula. There may be one, but yeah. it doesn't work for everybody. Right. right. Yeah. So, what we do know why there's no formula of how to, how to make that big move from, from one thing to the next, there's a lot of good resources and wisdom out there. Yes. And so we're going to talk about a couple of those today. So first, if you haven't listened to that episode with Victoria, you've got to go back and listen. It's just so inspiring. We promise you're going to love it. So that's last week's episode. Mm -hmm. So we'd encourage you to do that and then come back and join. Although you'll, you'll learn from this session too. Yes, so. I hope so. We were talking about changing and basically changing identity in a way because Victoria's story starts out in a whole different world. Organizational development and, you know, being a, a change manager, right? Basically. Right. Yeah. And now we're talking about Broadway? Yeah. How did that happen, <laughs> right? OD to Broadway. And so Crystal brought up a book that we both have, and it was one of our go-tos when we were going through our coaching program. It's called Working Identity by Hermania Ibera. And it is all about that whole journey to almost like reinventing yourself, finding the things that, that really stick because they move you, but um, you don't have to have something stick forever. It's okay to move on as your heart and desires move you, right? There are some steps to do that, right? Yeah. And so she brings up this really great model. It's called Identities in Transition. And it starts with, well, first we say even before we go to the model is 
take a pause. Yes. So I think that's one of the things that Victoria really modeled was that it's important and that this happened during COVID for her to really take the time to sort of reflect and to give space for what's coming up for you in your heart. So really, we're so sort of almost addicted to the busyness and the doing that we need to step back, give space, listen, what's really going on for us. And that opens up opportunities to look for possibilities. And what often precludes that is um, some dissatisfaction of where you are. Something isn't right. You're not able to find your center. You're not able to move forward. You're not happy. You're not satisfied. You're overwhelmed. All these different things are going on. And the same thing happened for Victoria. I think she was out of the country. And she said she didn't know where her next contracting job was going to be coming from. And then, you know, just reassessing, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. You know, and that was right just an, a, a smidge before the pandemic hit, right? So yeah. she was already having the, the thought, but I think the pandemic inspired her to make a move in a sense because yeah. now she didn't have any choice but to hunker down. Yeah. And that's sometimes when you get your best work done, you yeah. know, when you don't have, you don't have the distractions of the, the outside world. Yeah. So going back to this model, identities in transition, the first step really is exploring possible selves. So asking, whom I, might I become? What are the possibilities? Yes. Then yeah. to take a look at lingering between identities, and that's testing possible selves, both old and new. Then moving to outcomes. What's the external change? Is that changing a career? And what's the internal change? Greater congruence between who we are and what we do. And then we move to grounding a deep change. So updating priorities, assumptions, and self-conceptions. So one of the things that's really important in this model is they take a look at changing how we take action, how we make change. So normally we make change through making a plan and then doing the plan. So planning then action. And actually, in this model, when we're talking about transformation and changing identity around career, we're really looking at that doing first, and that's a testing phase, right. and then planning. Yeah, it's um, what we learned in coaching, that it's sort of that experimentation phase, right? A lot of times, things present themselves you don't have any planning for them necessarily they just present themselves and I've often heard people tell me that I shouldn't really worry so much about what I want to do what I want to do what I want to do if I just relax into it that it'll come to me and it has I'd say most of my career that's happened but that is often what people who want to change need to just you know almost relax into it not become so um, planful, if you will, or, or looking for, okay, here's what I want, here's what it's going to look like, here's what I have to do to get there. And you're busy doing that, and you miss all the cues outside of it, which are those things that come into you, right? Yeah. So it, experimenting is great, because you can start something, and you might find that you really like doing something. It's just one element that you hadn't thought about before. Or you might not, but it didn't cost you anything to try it. Yeah, it's the testing and the learning. Test and learn, test and learn, reflect, 
being self-aware to see where does this show up for me? Mm-hmm. How am I feeling about this? Is this something I want to continue to pursue? Or is this something that I realize, nope, this isn't what I want? Exactly. Yeah. And what that kind of supports is another model that she's got in the book, which is called Contrasting Views of mm-hmm. Working Identity. And so people tend to think of that I, what I'm trying to do is pursue one true self. Right. I'm trying to find that one true self. And really what she's found in her research is that it's more important to look at what are the possible selves. So there are many different possible futures for you. And, you know, I think that supports um, everything we've ever heard that change happens from the time you get up in the morning until you go to bed at night, right? It changes around us all the time. And if we think about it in terms of the many selves instead of one, we're not limiting ourselves, which is often, you know, I know when I went to college, it was like, you need to be this, you know, and so you need to really focus in on that and really keep your mind on on that. And what she's suggesting, though, instead is, you know, taking a look at what are all the possibilities in front of you and test them out. You don't have to just pick one. Right. Yeah. I, and I see that come up really a lot with people who are early in their career who, and especially those, even the college students who are like really trying to figure out what is my one true path right. that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And that's really scary. And so by entertaining this instead to say, this is going to change over time, I'm going to look different in 10 years than I do in five years even than I do right now. And that what I need to do is to keep in touch, continue to have that pause, reflect, test things out to see where do I want to go? What's a possibility for me? You know, it, it's interesting that you should say, it makes me curious about if we were to get young entrepreneurs or young students, you know, um, in a room with people who have, pretty much at the end of their career and who have taken many paths to get to that point where they found their true self or their true north, right? What the conversation could be that might be enlightening for the young people, but also might be enlightening for the older folks who maybe had not, they thought that all that was behind them. It could, it could really re-spark all sorts of new passions, right? It also makes me think of one of the people we had a while back who you got to interview solo and that's Jack Schlosser, who yeah. was talking about different, you know, the different paths to get to where he is, yeah. right? Yeah. And experimentation. Yeah. Right? Well, we, we know this, like you were talking about with coaching. So we, it's just part of our the way that yeah. we live, right, is that we go through these transitions, many transitions. Yeah. They're small things that, that make us want to change mm-hmm. and do small, small changes. But then there's times when big things happen and they they cause bigger changes and yes. we want to completely rethink. Some of those happen later in life. Mm-hmm. So they happen throughout our life, but for sure later in life as well. I think of myself falling into that category with empty nesting and yeah. leaving the port and just there's so many big things that have happened in my life. Now I'm on a completely different path. I completely reinvented still brought along some of the skills and the experience that yeah. I had but how I'm actually 
doing them is in a much different way. Well, that's a good point. You know, yeah. you don't you don't build skills and leave them at the door. You yeah. know, when you leave someplace and go someplace new, and that's part of this too. You know, yeah. when you're talking about working identity, you're talking about bringing what you know, bringing what you can do, your capabilities, your knowledge, your experience, yeah. all of that, to the things that you value at least yeah. to use where you want to use them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, if you don't value them, then you still have them. They're still in your toolbox. You know, you just don't, you may not access them that often. Yeah. All of this is about transition, right? Mm -hmm. It is. It's all about change. So when you think about this area where you're experimenting and you really don't know quite where you want to be, that's, that's that murky middle. Yeah. That's that place where it could be the what ifs, the possibilities. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. So if you're thinking about a model of transition, you're you're right smack dab in if you're in, in this kind of place at now or whenever you enter it, you're in the murky middle. Yeah. I know. The other thing I was thinking about was the other really natural point for this to happen for people is when they shift from Sometimes people retire mm. and, you know, not everybody retires, but a lot of people retire and they're trying to figure out what's my next move yeah. and what do I want my retirement to look like? And sometimes that includes work, which is similar to what you were saying with um, Jack Schlosser was mm -hmm. talking about that too. We also had Elizabeth Levitt yes. who also did more of a tra the traditional route to retire and she did that for about a year <laughs> and then realized Was climbing the walls, by the way, <laughs> yeah, that actually she wanted to come back to work yeah. and contribute in a different way. And it's just interesting to see what people are doing these days with retirement. A lot of people are choosing not to just sit in a rocking chair, which is fine. You've earned that right if you want to do that. But other people are wanting to kind of reinvent themselves and, and look at what are what's kind of their new way to contribute, continue to contribute to the world. And you know, for those listeners who are on the more on the front end of their career, that's something to keep in mind. You know, there isn't a end of the road necessarily. It doesn't have to be an end of the road where, oh, now I can sit around on a rocking chair. I don't even know if they'll have rocking chairs by then. <laughs> but if they do, they may not be satisfied with that. I mean, this is yeah. a very energetic generation. And it's multi-generations now that are all into things that are healthier. We're starting to get into things healthier, things that mean something, things yeah. with purpose. And so that means that when you have spent 25, 30, 40 years in a, in a particular field or, or career, you don't have to hang it all up and, and do nothing. People stay younger when they're busy. And if their minds are engaged, they stay more alert to everything around them. And so we're not saying go out there and get another job, folks. We're saying for those people who are at the, the more senior stage of their career that that doesn't have to be it, you know? Yeah. Search, start experimenting with things you've always thought about. You might find yourself in a new world. Yeah. I was just thinking about the research that was done about those people that live in the blue zones, which are the people that live for um, a really long time. And mm -hmm. one of the things that they found there is that by staying in service to others in some way that contributes to longevity. Yeah. Yes. That's a good reminder. Thank you. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to share 
maybe it's not the last, the second to last thing I want to share <laughs> from her book. And there, there's just so many great things in this oh. book. So we probably aren't doing it service. We encourage people if this, what we're talking about interests you, buy the book and and do the deep dive read. We'll put the information in the show notes. Yeah. Is the levels of career decision criteria. Yes. And she describes it as three levels. So the first level is job industry and sector. So if people are wanting to make a change, that's oftentimes where we see that is that they're changing jobs. They're moving to a new industry. So taking the current job they have, but finding a new industry to put it in. Using the same skills and the same, yeah. you know, the same things that they may or may not have been using. Yeah. And, uh, and sector. Mm -hmm. The second level is competencies, motives, and mm -hmm. values. So that gets a little deeper. That's a little bigger change. And most people keep that consistent over time. It's really, we've spent a career pulling those things together. We've increased our competency. We have a lot of knowledge and wisdom. And so we don't want to give that up. So a lot of times we might change uh, how we apply it, but we still are using those competencies. And I think that's kind of where um, I'm at. I know you've done that transition several times in your career. But when I think about that second level, I also think about what makes me move on sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've always been a person who's jumped um, in different industries because I really am fascinated by different industries. To yeah. me, there's just how do I apply what I know in a different setting. But that values piece is what drives me to and mm. from. So if, you know, if I can identify with the values of an organization, that sometimes is enough to keep me there for a while because yeah. I want to see it in action. When they don't live their values, when an organization has changed um, its practices and they're not in alignment with their values and they're not willing to explore that, that's when I know that probably it's time for me to move on. Yeah. Yeah. When our values don't align with our organizational yes. values. And I think the other thing is sometimes we know that values change. And, yes. and some, even if they might stay the same, mm -hmm. sort of the priority around those values. So I think about yeah. one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because we both shared a value around making a better world. Yes. And so even though we did have a previous podcast, we actually created something new because we wanted to really make an impact. So um, that's level two. Yes. So level three is is basic but implicit assumptions about what is desirable and possible in our lives and in mm. the world. Yeah. The Art of Possibilities by Ben Zander. <laughs> And Rosabeth, sorry. <laughs> it's really, I mean, it that is something that is, it's kind of foundational, and that's why on this pyramid, it is the bottom part of the pyramid. Yeah. It's the foundation upon yeah. which everything else is set. It's an important piece. That level three is like, you know, finding your your soul, basically. Finding yeah. your, your what makes your heart beat, what makes yeah. you, what excites you. That kind of reminds me of something you were talking about um, with Marcus Buckingham. Yeah. And I think that, and we'll talk about that in just yeah. a second, but I just wanted to say that pulling it back to our gems with Victoria, that's mm. where Victoria was at, was at level three. 
So even though she was able to take some of her competencies with her, those things serve her well where she's at. It was what's possible in our lives and in the world. That's where that shifted for her. And she was able to go into a completely different direction. What I find so wonderful about that conversation we had is I could watch her body language as she was talking about where she is now and what the next looks like. I mean, she's, she's writing two more. You know, yeah. I mean, she's really, really busy right now because she's doing something that she had no previous background in. Writing a song, yeah. let alone an entire musical yeah. and a screenplay to go with, or, you know, a, a play to go with that. Yeah. It's, that's, I, I can't even fathom that. I, I was telling you at lunch, I went to music school and I learned things like how to write music. And I would no more be able to sit down and write songs that are compatible with one another and, and weave a story that she did yeah, um, without any formal background. That is amazing. That's a person who's following her bliss. She's following some her purpose. Yeah. And I think she's found a method of getting her message out in a way that is unique and appealing for people. Yeah. It's, I think it's amazing. Yeah. And following her love. Yes. Right? Following her love. And so that kind of takes us into the Marcus Buckingham work around love and work. And again, we'll put the link to his book in the show notes. But he has a principle here that says, learn the growth mindset means discovering where each person learns most and unlearn the growth mindset means believing that each person can learn anything. And what's interesting about that, I think, is that you might, we might think, oh, if we'd known Victoria was going down this path, I don't know, two years ago, we might have said, but can she learn that? Can she be anything? But when we look further into that and some of these concepts, you can see why that worked for her. He says, your most important mindset is not whether you will grow or not. This is a false dichotomy. Instead, it is figuring out where you will grow the most. Learning and love are linked in three powerful ways. Love of an activity fuels appetite. So that was her sort of desire, wanting to do this, which in turn fuels practice. Mm -hmm. So she's practicing. She's been, you know, writing and rewriting. Remember that she was saying it's just over and over, which leads to performance. Properly understood practice is not a discipline. It is instead an obsession. And she talked about that. She talked about how um, there was the early drafts and what those look like compared to what they are now. The number two is love amplifies your existing advantages. Brain science teaches us that you'll grow the most in those areas of your brain where you have the most pre-existing synaptic connections. And those happen as you're growing up and building experiences that um, please you and don't please you, basically, but the ones that that give you the most joy, the ones that you lose track of time on, all those things, those are the things that build those highways, right? Those yeah. synaptic highways. And yeah. so there that's where you're gonna learn the best because it's the most fertile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They describe it as new buds on existing branches rather than new branches. And then the last one is love broadens your learning. We know from brain science that the chemical cocktail in your brain 
while you're doing something you love. Serotonin. <laughs> Norepinephrine. <laughs> <laughs> Oxytocin, dopamine, anandamide serve to dysregulate your goal-focused neocortex, which is what we were talking mm -hmm. as far as that planning, remember? Yeah. And instead opens your mind up to new ideas, mm -hmm. new connections, and new perspectives. The express point of doing something you love is to accelerate and change the quality of your learning. And I was thinking God. about how she was talking about how much she's learning. And now she's even taken that extra step and she's in a program to accelerate her learning. Yes. And she's just soaking all of that up. And all the work that she was doing with the singers, the vocalists across the world. On Zoom. On Zoom. And we listened to that music. So if you listen to the last one, you heard that song. Yeah. And if you didn't listen, I hope you'll go back and listen because it was absolutely stunning. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. It's inspiring and moving. Oh. And then sort of lastly, your brain on love fuels your growth. I love that. Your brain on love fuels your growth. Yes. So such a really important thing to think about as we think about how we make transitions and following our love. So that's from Marcus Buckingham. Who is pretty much our guru these days. <laughs> Actually, love and work. We love it. Yeah. We do because it makes a lot of sense. It's a simple, it's a simple book. It's written in a way that's easy to read. It's a, it's an easy read. Yeah. But you wanna you wanna take time and savor it because I I read it quickly the first time. I went right back and started from scratch and I took a chapter at a time and I wrote my notes and I went we went through the certification. But yeah. I was doing that on purpose too. Make sure that it's sunk in. And I use this in my coaching a lot. It's just a really wonderful um, way of looking at our lives yeah. and what is really most important. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for a good sort of how to, um, almost a workbook in a mm -hmm. way, you take time to reflect and think about what your loves are and how to follow your passion, how mm -hmm. to identify and follow your passion. It's really helpful. And isn't it wonderful that we have references that absolutely touch on what Victoria's been doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Yeah. So kind of to close us out, I wanted to also just one more thing from Working Identity, the Hermania Ibarra book. So she says that transformation then happens less by grand design. Mm -hmm. So those of us who are <laughs> control freaks, those of us who really like to plan and, you know, do one step and front of the other, you know, logical, sequential. Have fun. Uh, Got to relax here. Okay, so transformation then happens less by grand design or careful strategy <laughs> than by the small wins that result from ongoing practices that enhance our capacity to change. Mm. And I just so think that's important. just so powerful as we think about transition that happens. And I love how Victoria had shared with us that she was visited by a muse, essentially, that, that came to her and helped sort of all of that goodness and writing and music come from her. And I thought, man, it's so important that we pay attention to these things, yeah. right? That we pause and we listen and that we have the courage to follow that because 
we don't know what's on the other side of that. And while most of us probably won't be writing musicals for Broadway, we are bringing our own talents. Yes. And it's only through us bringing our own talents, our own wisdom to the world, we need that. We need the world needs us to call forth the best in us so that we can make the world the best it can be. So we need everyone. You'll have to listen to one of our coaching corners coming up pretty soon when we talk about, you know, ways in which you can open your mind to that kind of stuff, because there are methods that you can use, and it may seem kind of woo-woo in a way, but it's not at all. In fact, um, there are some really tried and true methods for opening your mind to being open to accept new things that are coming your way. And I think, you know, this is um, something that many, many successful leaders have used um, to get ahead in the world. And they, and I don't mean get ahead in the world to make a million dollars. I mean get ahead in the world to do um, their passion, to work their passion and share it with others. So just just keep that in mind that, you know, if you're thinking about what we're talking about and going, well, that's great, but how do you start? How do you even start? And we've talked about, you know, take a pause. But yeah. sometimes taking a pause is a little harder than it seems. And so just, you know, just know that we'll, we'll give you some help. Yeah, great. And to to start down that path, we do have some questions that help people find their purpose in life. And so we'll link uh, to this. We'll put this on our show notes, but I'll just read them really quick. So if you're somebody who's ready to take a pause, if you want, if you're a journaler and you want to think about this, finding your purpose in life, here's a few questions. What three to five things do you value most? What talents, skills, and gifts can you bring to the world? If nothing changed, what would be your biggest regret? What do you love to do? When do you feel you are working or acting in flow? What have been your past dreams? What have you given up? What have you held on to and why? If you didn't have to worry about money, how would you spend your time? When have you felt the most fulfilled? What one thing would you do or try if you knew you couldn't fail? What career, hobbies, or lifestyle choices could allow you to live into what matters most and fulfill your purpose? Wow. So you're unique. Each of our listeners is unique. And we encourage you to discover that place where you find you have the most passion and then have the courage to step out and try a little experiment to see where it can take you and how it can shift your life. And for those who have already reached that, I want to applaud you. You've gone through something to get to that point, and it's it's amazing to know that there are people who really are following their heart, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, this is, I loved doing this one. I so enjoyed our last interview. And, you know, I hope that we get a chance soon to interview Victoria again, because she was, she was lovely. And she was, she had a great message. And 
I have a feeling her story is just starting. Absolutely. And I can't wait to hear her at the party, at our anniversary party. Okay, so you just gave away a little bit of that. You just gave it away. <laughs> I did give it away. Yeah, we said it uh, at the beginning, so I don't think I was revealing anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I wasn't sure we actually said what it was we were going to have a performance on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're really excited to have her back. And I agree with you. Let's follow her. We're going to follow her for sure because mm-hmm. she's got some new stuff that's coming out as well. as She'll continue to work towards Broadway with her eco-musical. Um, but... She's also working on some other things, and so we'll, we'll yes. be sure and update you on those as they become more available. So let's keep the conversation going. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels at Lifting Underscore Leaders. There are so many exceptional podcasts coming up, more with fantastic guests, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you know someone who finds this episode inspiring, share it with them, text them, email them, or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag us at lifting underscore leaders. If you'd like to know more about us, our guests, or the show, please go to our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find show notes there as well. We've got a bunch of stuff that we'll be adding this time. If you are looking for help in developing your leaders or would like a growth opportunity yourself through leader coaching, please contact us through our website. Thank you to RH Hans Roberts for his technical support of our show. Lastly, please subscribe to our podcast. It's free. Thank you, Trisha, for co-hosting. Thanks, Crystal. This was fun. Thanks to our audience for listening. Yes. Find ways every day to lift each other up. Bye. Take care. Thank you.